0: Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap from us here at Inside Nebraska. He is recruiting, senior recruiting analyst, and just all-around great guy, Greg Smith. Oh and I'm, I'm Zach Carpenter.
1: My titles are getting bigger as we go along. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna
0: switch it for okay. every time we do one of these breakdowns. Just switch yeah. it up, try to catch you, catch you uh, off, off your feet. Okay. Um, so, Greg, the only question I have after. Today's press conference. You feeling like a lion today? You've been running around like a lion today? (laughs) I
1: I woke up with a lion mentality. That's good. (laughs) I I feel like coach EJ Barthel would be very happy uh, with my lion mentality.
0: That's how you attack today's coverage, too.
1: It's how you attack
0: the recruiting beats, how you attack recruiting blitz with our digital content extraordinaire, Jansen Coburn. That's right. So I love to hear that. (laughs) Good. And EJ Barthel, like you said, would love to hear that because that was one of the. Emphasis the fo- main focal points of uh, his time with the media today yeah. when he spoke was harping on the fact that he wants his running backs to have to run with a lion mentality and then dropped a couple other mantras mm-hmm. in there. One, one of note was, We train with our eyes, like running with our eyes, yeah. and that's how that's how he wants the running back room to uh, carry themselves like a lion. That's how he wants them to run is to see, have that vision and see. The, the open the open hole and attack it.
1: Yeah, and I think and Gabe Irvin mentioned that. And it's funny because you were over there with Coach Barthel. I was over with Gabe Irvin at the same time. And I didn't know that, that EJ had said that yeah. about being the lion mindset. Um, <laughs> CJ Cavazos, come on in. <laughs> we yeah, we're, well, we're not, live, not live, live, but we're recording. Come on in for a guest appearance.
0: <laughs> no guest appearances. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good oh, scene, y'all. Big, big, big. Go Big Red. <laughs> CJ, who's the next commit?
0: Who's the next commit? <laughs>
1: Go Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. And, and it was funny because uh, you were over there with Coach E.J. Barthel at the same time. I was over with running back Gabe Irvin. And Gabe mentioned about that, that lion mentality. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where that came from because he just kind of mentioned it. And I hadn't heard that before. It turns out it was from his coach, which means once again that we've heard another one of those mantras talked about, in this time in real time, from yeah. a coach. Yeah. And then have a player actually repeat it back to us in the media as well. I think that's one of the really interesting, like you can't really measure what that means kind of storylines yeah. of the team but these guys that come up and talk to us at the podium, the players sound exactly like their position coaches. And I think that that's a really good thing. Yeah, there was a two, three weeks ago in one of my mail bags at InsideNebraska.com
0: subscriber had asked, what do you think would be the number one storyline at Mm -hmm. fall camp? And there are a few of them, whether it's the defensive line needing to gain experience, offensive line, figuring that out, Jeff Sims, obviously. But number one for me was what you were going to hear, what I predicted you would hear, which is what we have heard. Mm is that alignment that yes. same that same messaging from the top down from rule trickling down all the way to uh throughout the roster for, and the assistant coaches and that's another example <laughs> in, and in
1: real time that just caught my like really caught my attention <laughs> then we were like wait a second he said that oh he said yeah. that too right at the same time it's just funny
0: it's the same thing at big 10 media days when rule talked about we want to earn that respect back we want to mm-hmm. be a team that's feared again but first we have to earn uh, put respect, essentially put respect back on Nebraska's name, and then you heard that from uh, different players mm-hmm. throughout, and then you've heard that today and a couple times throughout the week mm-hmm. at the press conferences. Uh, but one one other thing from Barthel was uh, it was nice to hear that one of the emphasis, one of the emphasis, focal points, emphasis mm-hmm. points, <laughs> was the, the strategy, the uh, teaching of having the running backs just hit the hole and take that four-yard gain, take that five-yard gain, mm-hmm. n- that not a sexy run, yep. not a whole, not every, I think his exact quote was not every run right. has to be a home run. Right. And that's what we're emphasizing. And I, um, he wasn't talking about anyone specifically, that's just sort of a whole uh, position room overview, but I know Anthony Grant last year, he right. hit those home runs early the first few games and he was breaking oh, off those long like runs joking, <laughs> yeah, or juking, and yeah. yeah, he fell in love with it a little bit, and now it sounds like we're going to be seeing them sort of just take what's there. Take a single instead of trying to leg it into a triple or an inside the park. But you know run.
1: what, that actually, you know, we talk about alignment and how these things fit together. You know, what that makes me think of right away. Matt Rule talking about wanting to get 75 rushing yards in the fourth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Something that's going to continue to come up. It came up again with Gabe Irvin again today, and he really liked that idea, obviously, as a running back. Um, but also, it means that everything's kind of in a line. That's how you you train that way, right? You mm-hmm. wake up <laughs> to be a lion. You say, take those four, three, four-yard gains, um, and then by the time you get to the fourth quarter, you've worn the defense down, and you can get that 75 five yards rushing like it all makes sense together um which is really refreshing to hear these guys talk about and again to hear it kind of echo throughout the whole organization right now
0: yeah and then we heard from barthel and gabe Irvin. heard from another running back, ramir johnson um who you, you hear the phrase and we, i think i've written it sort of change of pace back but he's a little more than that yeah. um try, i try to emphasize that whenever i use that phrase change of pace back or um uh, home run hitter because he is those things, but mm-hmm. he talked about the fact that he's added a little more muscle um, to his frame. He said about five pounds, so nothing like drastic, but can still make an impact. And because um, he talked about, I'm, I run through the tackles, like he's known, known, for, known for displaying some toughness over the years, years. <laughs> and not just being a perimeter guy. And he's another guy who could be a benefactor from that mentality in uh, Barthel's room and Marcus Satterfield's offense, uh, Husker Offense Coordinator, who we also heard from today, Um, he spoke for Uh, a little over 10 minutes. I don't know the exact time Um, I was over with Barthel and you were over with Satterfield a little
1: bit. Satterfield kept it pretty general. (laughs) Like it was, you know, kind of in the same way that um, Tony White, the defensive coordinator, did the last time we spoke to these guys about, you know, we're just trying to get everybody up to speed, get everyone on the same page, make sure that, you know, they know kind of the operation at this point. He was very reluctant to kind of single anyone out um, in particular, but he talked a lot about the offense being multiple, which why, you know, Ramir Johnson was a perfect segue into talking about him uh, because he's going to be a guy that's used in a lot of different ways, but, you know, Satterfield talked about kind of, you know, what kind of weapon and Bonner, because he was asked specifically about Bonner, can be kind of at the fullback, and he said, well, you know, the thing about our positionless offense, and then you kind of go into that, he said, you know, I know everybody kind of just laughed when we heard that beginning of, you know, when we first got here, but that's actually how we want to play, where, you know, he could line up at fullback, he can line up at halfback, he can line up at wide receiver, a true tight end, Um, it just gives us a lot more kind of variety to the offense, and I think that that is a theme kind of along with what Tony White also said about throwing a lot at guys, right, and seeing what they can handle, what they retain, and can take in, and then pairing it back as you get closer to Minnesota. Yeah, it's interesting the positionless
0: offense you hear about in basketball now right. over
1: the last several years. It's
0: it's it's revolutionized. It's evolved to be a positionless position game essentially. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, yeah, the fly's but... attacking both of us right now. <laughs> yeah. Fly, we got we still got a couple points to get to, yeah. so just chill, Breaking Bad, Fly. But um, it, it, the positionless offense, I mean, you hear the positionless in basketball and even mm-hmm. on defense where they talk about that. You don't hear it as often with uh, with the offense, but it sounds like that's a, uh, a goal of philosophy they have. And Ramirez is a good case of that yeah. because he's being used as a running back. He's working a little bit in the wide receiver's room, yeah. but everybody calm
1: down. It's oh, not boy, a wide we're gonna back. That again. We're not going to be bringing back that <laughs> you know. term
0: um, anytime soon. But. Uh, he can be used, uh, he can be used in the pass catching game or, uh, the pass game and in the run game. Um, and he actually, I, I asked him if, uh, if Satterfield had shown him film from, um, his time at South Carolina to sort of show showcase how he can utilize him in this offense. Because if you look through the history of Satterfield at Temple and South Carolina, used the running backs in the the passing game a lot. He said, yeah, he was showing me some, uh, some film from last year and then Ramir actually asked uh, Coach Satterfield to install a specific play uh, where he was used as a running back. And he's like, and he did, he put that, he installed that play. So it's like,
1: all right, so they're getting input too. Yeah, which is a great thing to hear. Yeah, whenever, and it really is good for both sides, right? Like Mm -hmm. as a player, he had kind of the confidence to go to his coach with that, but then also to then be reinforced and have your coach actually take that. You know, Not every coach would have taken that. Some coaches would have been like, oh yeah, sure man, go ahead and get out of the office, I'll see you later. Um, But he actually did, and that's actually really neat. Whether or not we see it, hopefully we do. Hopefully that play like gets him something on the field and then worry whether he's talking about it in the post-game press conference sometime in the fall.
0: Yeah, that's actually something I had been reviewing yesterday, the press conference videos from Tuesday, and that's something Tony White talked about is well, sort of in the same realm. Um, was, he was talking about Tommy Hill and how Tommy Hill has shown uh, that effort and done the, the things on and off the field that the coaches asked of them asked of him, and he said, that's what you're supposed to reward, right, right. is guys who, uh, when you, you teach them and they um, tell them the things they need to improve, when they do that, you have to, uh, you're supposed to reward them, and I think that's sort of a staff-wide um, philosophy that they've that they've shown, and last point, um, speaking of Tony White and the defense, mm-hmm. um, Ben Scott was the, Ben Scott and Nate Borkutcher were the other two players to meet with the media today, and Ben Scott, um, he I asked him uh, sort of about the adjustments to the Satterfield offense because it's known as complex, yeah. and his role as uh, as on the line of yeah. uh, calling the protections, sliding protections, and then um, he talked about how the three-three-five defense will is uh, flying around, so it makes it even tougher to do that. But it's a good type of tougher, <laughs> right. a good challenge. And then he, I asked him if he how playing that three-three against that defense in mm-hmm. practice. It's going to help them in the Big Ten slate. And he said, they're, it's going to be the best defense we face all year in terms of complexity. Right. Um, so that Absolutely. when they go up to Minnesota and they face that 4-2, it's going to be like, OK, we're, we're used to practicing against, uh, against uh, more complex, uh, like more aggressive defense, right. I guess.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. This is something now they'll still, you know, have scout team and kind of go through that to replicate Minnesota. But I do think that that's something worth putting a pin in because that's right. They should never be more confused than they are at right. this point right now by what a defense is doing. Uh, so, yeah, that'll definitely be something to revisit in the fall. Yeah, it reminds me of back in the 90s and back when this program was a
0: perennially winning program. They would talk about how the practices were – way more brutal than the games, and the games were more of a, yeah. they had never used the word cakewalk, but it was like, the games are something you look it forward go to, out. it was and a and lot easier it, yeah. Yeah, than uh, practice, and it sounds like that's another thing that's being implemented and installed here in this program, but Greg, unless you have anything else, any last points you want
1: to make? No, that should be it.
0: Yep. I think <laughs> we ran a little long than we normally do, but uh, there's a lot to digest from the day, there's been a lot to digest from uh, yeah. the Huskers all week as their uh, fall camp first week is well underway grinding through camp and uh you can uh, check out all of our coverage at inside nebraska.com like and subscribe to this video um, for all of our youtube videos and have them drop directly into your into your feed they're already dropped directly <laughs> they're, they're in our feed arts, yeah. and then also on our podcast apple podcast and spotify you can uh subscribe to those as well so uh for greg smith <laughs> i'm zach carpenter we're going to sign off as uh the noise gets uh, louder and louder around here. So we'll catch you guys again next time. (laughs)